Welcome to the Every Day is a New Day podcast and live show. The inspirational show about moving forward and choosing to be more of you. Transmuting the self-doubt and stepping into courageously aligned confidence in who you uniquely are. My name is Kim O'Neill. I'm a twice certified transformational confidence coach, Reiki master, best-selling author, and former crime analyst who now helps empathic heart-centered individuals shatter the noise of self-doubt, find clarity on what self-love really looks like, and the courage to be peacefully grounded in who you've always known you are from the inside out. Join me for the live shows on Facebook and YouTube and visit KimO'NealCoaching.com for more info. Let's get to it. All right, and welcome everybody. I hope that you are able to see me. Welcome to the Every Day is a New Day show. My name is Kim O'Neill, and it is so good to have you here today. We are in for a treat. We are doing a special live conversation on Dark Night of the Soul experiences and perspectives. This is a show that I almost did a year ago and it was starting to feel like it was time. And then all of a sudden it was like, nope, it's not quite right. And recently had a conversation with someone and it just, I just knew then it was time to have this conversation now. So whether this be an experience that you are currently going through, maybe you're currently moving through, healing through, growing through, or maybe you know someone else who is, or maybe you simply heard the phrase dark night of the soul and you're wanting to understand it better, gain clarity on what does this mean? This sounds like something that I'm familiar with, but I'm not quite sure <sighs> you're in the right place. My guest and I today are going to do our best to provide you our own personal experience, insights from our own personal experiences, our perspectives, and I encourage you to be listening and tuning into your own intuition as you hear us share, because we may share something that you can specifically relate to and say, yes, that deeply resonates with me. Or maybe we say something that takes you somewhere within your own experience and now brings cl greater clarity to something that maybe just hadn't quite clicked or you'd had some confusion around it until, until hearing us speak about ours. So, uh, with that said, I'm going to go ahead and introduce today's guests. I want to go ahead and first uh, share who they are with you, and then I'll bring them up on screen. And honestly, I don't know if you're seeing me or someone else on screen right now. Uh, <laughs> right now, uh, I want to introduce Angie Craft Meldahl. Angie Craft Meldahl is a certified intuitive life coach, certified QSCA law of attraction coach, Akashic Records teacher and guide and life purpose hand analyst. And if you happen to be seeing her on screen right now, like I am, well then yes, that is Angie and so glad that she's here with us today. I also would like to introduce to you Kara Berry, who is my second amazing guest. Kara Berry is a channeler and spiritual handholder also known as the Dolphin Messenger, bringing through messages of love, peace, and unity. Kara is also co-founder of Freedom with Frequencies. And uh, what I love about each of these ladies is not only just their, their beautiful, pure, loving energy, and uh, I know they have a depth and, and wealth of experiences and insights to be able to share with us, but if you just heard all the things that I told you that they do, mm, 
this is a good conversation. <laughs> so I love deep conversations and we're in for a great one today. Uh, and I got to do one more thing, one more thing I just remembered. So if you are with us live today, so good to have you here again. We're doing our show a little differently today. Today, instead of being directly live on Facebook and YouTube, we're actually streaming through Zoom and going live onto Facebook. So if you are on Facebook and you'd like to join us inside the Zoom, you are absolutely welcome and invited to do that because at the end of today's conversation, we are going to be holding a live Q&A only here within Zoom. And that Q&A will not be recorded and won't be showing up on Facebook or the replay over on YouTube or any of the podcast platforms. So if you have questions and you want to ask, come on in, we invite you to join us. The link to join us, the, the meeting code and all of that stuff is in the body of the post where you're viewing this on Facebook. So, so feel free to come on in. We love to have you. And I've done my best to make sure that you will not be seen on camera or anything like that. So, so you're welcome to join us anytime. And if you have questions, put those in the chat. And with that, I want to go ahead and now hear from my first guest, Angie Craft Meldal. Angie, if you were, I believe you are unmuted. Hello and welcome. <laughs> Hello and welcome, Angie. Thank you, Kim. This is so exciting. I'm, I'm really excited for this topic. I am too. I am too. Thank you so much for being here. And Kara, I think you're also unmuted. Kara, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me, Kim. It's always so fun to chat with you and be a part of your show. It's always a great honor. So thank you for having me on again. It's amazing. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you to both of you. I, I reached out to a few people that um, felt, you know, just felt very fitting to have here today. And I'm so grateful that you both were able to make it because as I mentioned, I know we're going to, we're going to go to some awesome places today. So, and uh, yep, just looking at things on my end, we're doing good. So let's get into the conversation and let's start off with I've got a list of different things that we're going to go over here. And I'm just going to, I think what I'll start off with, uh, you know, I've got some structure to my shows and then we go with the flow where the conversation goes to. So I'm going to start off with simply asking some questions and each of us can answer them. And then of course, flow with the conversation wherever it goes. So in fact, let's see if I can uh, quickly make sure me and my three guests, wouldn't that be great if all three of us could be here on the screen at the same time and... Uh, I don't know that I can do that. So, so we're good. We're going to stick with it. So let's start off with first question. What does dark night of the soul mean to you? And I ask it that way, because to me, this is not something where there is a concrete, hard to find dictionary definition of what dark night of the soul is and means. And therefore every answer can be a right answer and you will know what's right for you based on how it feels for you. So, so, um, let's, so Kara or Angie, would either of you like to start off by answering this first question? Uh, which one of you would like to answer this one first? I'll jump in. I love this question. Thank you. Um, so for me, I believe the way that I describe it is it's like a course correction, right? It's like a moment in time that helps you get back on your true path, the, the path of your true self versus 
all the things that you picked up along the way that you decided, oh, I probably should do this. And my, you know, my family wants me to do this and society said this and blah, blah, blah. And you find yourself sometimes just a little bit off course of where your soul really wants you to be. And so sometimes you can have these abrupt dark night of the soul moments where it's like, it feels like everything's ripping away, right? Like uh, one of my really good friends calls it the cosmic two by four, hit you on the head, right? Or the piano, the piano hits you on the head, right? And then sometimes you can have like these more subtle moments where you have these glimpses, like reevaluation. And that's the other thing I think it is. It's like a total reevaluation of everything in your life, everything that you've created to this point. And all of a sudden you find yourself saying whether you, the piano fell on your head or you're just feeling in each moment that you're asking more and more, is this what I want for my life? Is this really what I want? What I've created so far, is this still what I want? And so sometimes you realize that you've created things that aren't serving you any longer or they it's just not what you want anymore, right? We, we change and evolve as we're going along and we learn new things and we have different desires. And so sometimes the part of the part that's kind of most challenging about being human is releasing the stuff that we don't need anymore, right? It's like, sometimes we're trying to carry all these suitcases of extra stuff that, and we're trying to move forward on our path. And it's like, it becomes too heavy all of a sudden. And so we go through this dark night process where we release the suitcases that don't need to come with us. And then we course correct on the path as we're moving forward into whatever it is that is really our highest potential going forward. So it's actually saying it like that, I'm realizing, and I have realized this before, of course, it's an amazing, it's such a gift. Like it's a really amazing gift. That is a great answer. I love the phrase cosmic two by four. That was so good. I love that. I, I would agree. Um, my definition, I, as I was really giving clarity on, you know, how do I define this is very similar to Angie's. I, to me, a dark night of the soul is a triggering event that comes to clear away what no longer serves you, whether it be beliefs, behavior, people, circumstances, and it leaves you with a beautiful positive transformation that is a gift at the end. And I also believe, I wanted to say this at the very beginning, that it's something that if you see this occurring in your life and not see it, you feel it, right? You can't get away from it. It's one of those things that you have to move through. You can't necessarily, you know, navigate your way around it. You have to move through it to get to the other side. Um, that is my, that is, that's how I, I think of what a dark night of the soul experience is. Kara, how about you? How, you know, how would you define what a dark night of the soul is? I think for me, it's all about unbecoming. It's unbecoming everything that you thought that you were, that society has told you that you are, the, the boxes and the definitions that we place ourselves in and we constrict ourselves with those. So it's unbecoming all of those things. And I kind of agree with, with what Angie was saying. It's very much like your soul is knocking at the door and it's like trying to beat the damn door down because it wants to get your attention it is saying please listen to me um and I, I think for me it, it it was it was very much that experience where it was that yearning where the soul's coming through so strongly and and giving you a shake up to wake up um so that you that you start to take note of 
of your more spiritual aspect, um, your, 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 your beingness, um, who you truly are. So it's, it's very much that expansion into awareness of actually who am I? And, it, and it, it's, it's often described as an existential crisis and that's what it was for me. It was a crisis and um, a moment in time where you really start to ask some very deep, deep questions of yourself, of life, of reality. We can get very caught up in the, you know, um, eat, sleep, repeat pattern of daily life and never really kind of looking for deeper meaning. And we, we are so used to looking for gratification in the material things in life. And I think you get to a point where you realize none of this is working for me. And I'm, I've, I've done everything that I was kind of supposed to do, everything that kind of life tells me I should do. You know, I, uh, for me, I, you know, I, I went to university, I, I got a good job, I, I met someone, I got married, I had kids, I ticked all the boxes and I, you know, and I was, I was deeply, deeply in pain and, and it can be a very visceral gut-wrenching experience and it can also be on the other aspect, as Angie said, it can be something maybe more subtle and gentle, um, but certainly for me, it was really this this unbecoming and pulling apart of all of the, the fragments of self and personality that you've held on to for so long. Um, yeah. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful explanations and descriptions from both of you. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. Again, if you would like to join us live inside Zoom where this conversation is taking place, go ahead and click the link to join us inside Zoom. We will be doing a live Q&A where you can ask questions at the very end, and that will not be recorded as part of this conversation. Um, and I want to just remind everyone that's here with us today, it's so good to have you here and uh, that we've already done the adjustments so that you will not be able to unmute yourself or see yourself on camera, but stay here because we are excited to be with you and answer your questions. And feel free to go ahead and type those in the chat now if something comes up as we move through. Okay, beautiful, beautiful. So now let's get into what some of the circumstances were that led to to each of us having our own dark night of the soul experiences. And, and, you know, I mentioned earlier, a triggering event to me, that's really the, the, how, how does a dark night of the soul occur? Well, to me, it's, it's typically through a triggering event of some kind that then takes you down this, this journey. And Angie and Kara have so beautifully described all the different facets of it. I will say for mine, uh, you know, in 2008, I had a very triggering event where a relationship unexpectedly ended and it felt like the rug had been pulled out from under me. So those are the, the life circumstances, the, the life event that occurred, which can sound very typical, right? Oh, it's a, it's a heartbreak. It's a breakup. You're going to heal from it. And what made that particular one different than any other? It was because of what it was showing me. It was showing me, oh my goodness. I had codependent tendencies and attachment. And it's something that I had seen show up during the relationship and didn't really know how to break away from. And isn't that so fascinating that then when it ended, oh, I was basically required to look at that and start to work through that and heal that because that did not serve. Um, so 
that was my scenario and my situation that then led to so many other things. And we're going to continue to follow this journey through each of my guests' uh, situations and experiences through their dark night of the soul experiences. But just on the surface, Kara and Angie, will you share with us, you know, what was the, what were the circumstances around, you know, that led to you experiencing your dark night of the soul experience? And I want to just say the reason why I'm sharing this is because we may think that something that seems so common or so everyday, everyone experiences this. Why is this one so hard for me? Or what, you know, what makes this one different? Um, you're not alone. It's, we're not all going to have the same triggering events or, or life circumstances that lead to a dark night of the soul. But just as with Karen and Angie were talking about, it's about you know, what is your soul calling out for and wanting to learn and grow from? And then what is this situation and how is it bringing you to that learning? So Angie, Angie, I'll start with you. Angie, would you like to share, um, you know, what were circumstances around, around yours? Yeah, I would love to. Um, so as you were explaining yours, I was kind of remembering back and this is, this is on a long unraveling for me, really, to be honest. So when I was, I would say about 25, when the secret DVD came out. It was right about then. And I was working in a corporate office. And at the time, you know, as like Cara was saying, I had done all the things, ticked all the boxes, right? I went to college. I got the corporate job. I, you know, thought I wanted all these things like to be this corporate career woman and all of this stuff, right? So here I am 25, watch this DVD, The Secret. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. You know, I remember my mom telling me um, about, uh, different manifestation techniques when I was younger, right? And, and of course, like, oh, mom, you're crazy, whatever, at the time, right? But then when I saw it for myself, I was like, oh, she knew what she was talking about. This is awesome. I can create whatever I want. But I created from that programming, that very limited box, like Cara talked about the box. I was in that box and it was like, okay, I can be this career woman. I, I, had, I, I wasn't coming from an unlimited place. I was coming from a very limited space of creation, right? So I created a bunch of stuff in my life using the law of attraction, which is amazing. It works, right? And I got to about age, let's see, 36, 37 or so. And I was getting, um, we, let's see, what year did we purchase our new house? Uh, so it was uh, about six years ago, we purchased this house. And when we moved into this house, I think that was when the piano started to come down on me. And it wasn't, it was more like, I guess we could say it was more like a subtle piano pressing down on me and it happened bit by bit over time in those few months after we moved in because it was my soul saying okay you've created all this stuff right like you created all this material stuff now what do you really want and it was so interesting so all of a sudden I felt very depressed, very unfulfilled. What am I doing with my life? I was reevaluating everything. We took a trip. I thought that was going to like you, like Kim, you're saying there's no way around it. Like I thought that was going to be a way around it. Like I'm going to go to Hawaii. I'm going to feel better when I come home. Nope. <laughs> no, I was actually feeling worse as the trip progressed. And then I just started saying, you know, to whoever would listen, God, spirit, you know, the wall, whatever, please show me what I am meant to be doing. And I specifically remember saying, what is my life purpose? And I kept repeating that. And, you know, those of you that know me know that I created a business around it because that was my first question that I could think to ask. 
what is it that I'm really meant to be doing? And then I had this really profound dream. This was probably right after I got back from the trip. My grandfather came to me. He had passed like a year or two prior and he took me to this downstairs to this time capsule. And he said, it's time to let go of old things. We need to let go of all these old things. And I remember thinking, I came out of the dream. It was so profound. And I knew I had spent that time with him with beyond the shadow of a doubt. Like I knew that I was with him in his presence and it wasn't just a message. It was actually him meeting with me, showing me. And I just remember thinking, because I, I didn't, I hadn't really studied dark night of the soul and gone down the paths of deeper study. I was thinking, what are these old things? right? What are the old things that we're letting go? Of? And then that sparked, you know, the whole path of study that I've been on. I studied hand analysis, which was perfect for learning about dark night of the soul, really, because there's a lot of aspects in the hands that go into dark night of the soul and crisis of meaning and transformation and all that. So it was the perfect springboard for me to move into all of the other things that I ended up studying. So yeah, thank you for letting me share that. It was really interesting to see how far back that actually started. Angie, I love that you shared that. I, I, I am someone who's always been very career oriented and purpose driven. So I love that you share, um, look at all these things I can create in my life and what do I really want getting to that core place? Um, I just, I love that. So, okay, Kara, how about you? What were the circumstances around your situation that led to your dark night of the soul? My dark night of the soul really started um, after I'd had my children and I had been, I, I suppose, on a path of depression and I was eventually diagnosed with depression. Um, and I think having had my children and still not feeling enough and still not feeling like I belong or feeling complete. And I think that I looked for that and I looked for that validation in being a mother and in having my children, which I know I, I always think sounds really awful because you know I had my children because I wanted to have children. I wanted to be a mother, but I think there was a part of me that was looking for that to complete me. And when it didn't, it just felt like everything came crashing down around me because I thought that was the thing, you know? I thought that was why I was here. And I think that my dark night of the soul crept in very slowly. I can see that it was kind of creeping up on me now when I look back. Um, but I think it was brewing for a good couple of years. Um, and I also think it was interesting that it was happening, I think, while I was pregnant with children, because I think when we're carrying children, it's a very sacred spiritual time. I didn't think about it like that then because I wasn't awake <laughs> in, the, in, that in that point in my life, but it's a very sacred point um birthing a child bringing in a new soul into the world so the timing you know everything was all there um and for for me it was it was really the the looking for deeper meaning looking for something to fill what i felt was a massive hole 
in my heart, in my body, in the, the feeling this need to complete myself, a yearning for something, a yearning to be at home, to feel at home, to feel myself, and, and following all of the external advice and going into motherhood and then not getting that, what I was looking for from it. Um, you know, I just, I just fell into a pit of depression because I, you know, I felt like I was a terrible mother because what, why weren't my children enough for me? And, and it really, it, it was never about them. It was about me. And it was because I was here to be a spiritual messenger, but I wouldn't have worked out what my true purpose in life was having not gone through the dark night of the soul and gone through that depression. Um, and I think for me, again, hugely grateful because my depression brought me my spirituality and for that I'm forever grateful. And I also, um, I also feel that, and I can only speak really for myself, but I, but I do see it with other people's experiences as well. Um, and I'm not here to diagnose and I'm not a doctor, but I do think that depression showing up in a lot of people's lives, I think we can label it as depression, but actually if we look beyond that label, it, you know, if it feels like a dark night of the soul for you, then that's, that's what it is for you. I think that, that that's why we see a lot of depression coming up in the world because it's actually a, a yearning of the soul um, that's, that's coming through. But it, it, the, the characteristics of it are so in line with depression that right. we kind of, don't we? You know yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, it, definitely. And again, it's Kara and Angie, thank you so much for sharing. The, another reason why I wanted to do this conversation is because um, while we don't all have the same experiences and that goes for everyone who's joining us today, again, live or on the replay, are you seeing the, the pattern of trying to fill a void? So in my circumstances, I thought, you know, I was filling something. I didn't realize I was even doing it. It wasn't a conscious thing until I realized, oh, wait a second, by having this person not there, now I feel a void, right? So we may try to fill a void through a relationship, fill a void through, oh, these are all the things you're supposed to do with your life and your career. Maybe, maybe with, through your role, oh, I'm, you know, I'm a woman, I'm supposed to be a mom or whatever it may be. Maybe I'm, you know, I'm a man, I'm supposed to be a dad, whatever it may be. Anything else you deem as this is what I'm supposed to do why am I not fulfilled? And this sense of emptiness, that is the theme, the pattern that I'm hearing as the three of us talk today. And just want to simply highlight that for everyone who's with us to, this is something for you to, to look at your situation. And are you able to see something similar possibly? And if you, if you're not, then don't force it, but Ask yourself if you start can see that theme and start to see a deeper meaning in the circumstances you are experiencing. Because um, I agree, depression or whatever may be the, the outside circumstances or label we place on something, what if it's more than that? What if it's deeper than that? There's more to be explored. And so my next question for all of us is prior to your dark night of the soul experience, 
have you ever even heard of a dark night of the soul? Um, I think one of you may have already started to answer this. I will just say that, no, I definitely had not. And it was probably, uh, I don't know, two years or longer uh, after my situation when it finally was very clear to me, oh, that's what that was. Oh my goodness. Because I was a completely different person later after I moved through it, healed through it, grew through it and all of that. So so Angie, how about you? Had you ever heard of a dark night of the soul experience prior to yours? I hadn't, I hadn't. And, and I was, and I think that the thing that I got wrapped up in where I wasn't recognizing that was, and there's a fine line here because I 100% believe that in manifestation and staying positive, but I was doing what you were saying all the time. Like I was taking that route around things versus going in and healing the deeper things that needed to be looked at. So I was using positivity um, in a way that wasn't healthy for me as like a spiritual bypass in a way, really not even knowing that I was doing that. Right. So I hadn't heard of dark night of the soul. I was very much into um, staying positive, positive thinking books, all of that type of thing, but hadn't allowed myself to take that deeper dive into my consciousness and release the pain that was there and all of the things that were actually just under the surface, right? Marinating and needing to be looked at. And I just want to say something real quick because it popped into my mind when Car was talking. It was one of the most profound things I remember from reading so many of Christie's books recently. I've had, I, was assigned to read a lot of Christy Whitman's books. She said in one of her books, and it actually, she was quoting someone else. And I wish I could remember who it was. It was such a fleeting moment when I heard it on audible. She said that what the person that she was interviewing said that what causes depression is actually unmet desires. And I was like, oh my gosh, like every bell went off. Like I had chills. Everything went off for me in that moment because I was so resonating. So, so for me, yeah, the dark night was like that moment of saying, you cannot mask this all with positivity anymore. You just can't, you, you need to be able to go deeper under the surface. You need to heal these wounds. You can't go any further past this point, basically, <laughs> right? It was like the gatekeepers saying like, you stop here and go and take care of all these things that have, you know, been swept under the carpet basically. Right. So I love that you mentioned that. Yeah. The, the way I tend to think of depression these days is repressed emotions, something that's wanting to come out. And I love that you brought up when we try to mask it with something else. Well, mm -hmm. it's still going to be there. It's going to still keep trying to pop up and resurface. And that's why you got to go through it. Thank you for sharing that, Angie. Kara, how about you? Prior to yours, had you ever heard of a dark night of the soul experience? No, never. I think the first time I ever heard the phrase or the term was listening to some Eckhart Tolle and he mentioned it and then I thought hang on what, what what's that and then I think I kind of looked up some stuff on YouTube and I I saw this um YouTuber and she shared a video that said um it was called something like you may not be experiencing depression you may actually be having a dark night of the soul and I went bam that is it that is me. And I watched her share her story and the, 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 the parallels between um, her, her experiences and mine, it just validated that. So it was, it was great that I could get the answer that I was looking for and that, because it brings comfort, doesn't it? When you feel like you can understand it, like 
when you mentioned, oh, that was what I was going through at the time. No wonder it felt how it felt. No wonder it really took me over and consumed me. Um, and I think just going back to what you both mentioned about emotions, I think the dark night of the soul is, is very powerful because it, it, it forces us in a way to birth a lot of those suppressed emotions. If you think about every tear that you had to hold in as a child Ooh. and every, every, every scream and shout that you wanted to project out into the world but couldn't, you had to hold it in, you had to be strong, you had to be brave. And you know, this could be when you were teeny tiny or when you were like 30 years old. It's sort of like that has to come out. That has to come out of the body. It has to be birthed. And so I think the dark night of the soul allows us that opportunity. And it can feel like a real grieving process, can't it? Because there's just, it's like you mentioned, it's so multifaceted and, and, and you feel, you can feel like you're losing your mind. You, you really can. And something that I think hit home for me was just the questioning of reality. Like what is reality? What is consciousness? Who am I? You know, am I, am I real? Are my children real? What is real? And you need an anchor. You need something to grab onto because when you've lost those boundaries of okay, what is my, what is the fabric of this? What, what are we made up of? What is this stuff? It's, it's really, um, it's really, uh, really disconcerting because you're, you're kind of just reaching for, you're trying to grab for something that you can, you know, and, and yes. there's nothing and you're free, you're free falling, you know, it's, it's tricky. <laughs> I completely agree. And I love that you both have been speaking to the emotions. Cause that is something I wanted to address. Um, Carrie, you were mentioning grieving. I, I agree that all these dark, heavy emotions, heavy emotions, and we don't have to call them dark, but all these heavy emotions that yes, could go all the way back to childhood now are being, uh, called to the surface and you may feel sort of out of control and like, you can't control them from coming out. I know for me, I just was making, a, making a list the other day, as I was recalling, you know, what were the emotions that I went through with mine? Definitely grief. Uh, there was a lot of fear, massive anxiety, which could be, uh, not considered an emotion, but anyway, I'm going to include it in here, grief, fear, anxiety, sadness, anger, confusion, um, feeling very lonely, empty, grasping for straws. So yeah, are, any emotions that either of you felt that, that we haven't already covered anything that shows up for you that you thought, why am I feeling this? Or, or just anything else you'd like to add to the, the, the mesh of emotions that show up during a dark night of soul? I think you covered it. I'm thinking okay. frustration just around why me? Yes. <laughs> why do I have to go through this? Can't I yeah. just go back to the way things were before the piano hit me? I remember thinking that lots of times, but there's no, I mean, there's no going back. You know, it's an evolution and it's important. It's such an important piece of our evolution too. But yeah, the I think the frustration Oh, okay. Sorry. Oh, oh sorry. I think, okay. Was I like cutting out? <laughs> I, it, it froze temporarily on my end, but we're, we're all good. 
Okay, so okay, looking at our questions here, and actually before I get to the questions, I just want to quickly remind everybody that if you are with us live over on Facebook right now, and you would like to join us inside Zoom to ask any questions that you may have, then you'll want to go ahead and join us inside Zoom right now or anytime before we end this recording and click the Zoom link in the Facebook post where you're watching us because at the end of today's recording, we will be doing a Q&A only in Zoom that will not be recorded. So you're welcome to join us inside here. Okay, we've already kind of touched on this, but I want to just go ahead and ask this question anyway, um, because I look, I think I've got some added notes I can add to it myself. Um, so next question is simply, what made your dark night of the soul different than other challenging times in your life? And we've already, we've already touched on this and spoke, spoken to it, but I want to add that for me, I truly was freaking out. <laughs> was freaking out. And the phrase that I repeatedly would, uh, th the one thing that I felt comfortable enough to say to people was I'm not well, just things were not well in my world because this experience was taking me to a very dark, deep, um, depressive state that was not, um, did not feel safe, was not good. And, um, and it was very challenging. And so one of the things that uh, now I want to just, is, is before I move on to the next one, is there anything else that comes up for you when you think of what made your, your Dark Knight of the Soul more challenging than other times? Anything we didn't already cover that either of you would like to share? I would just say for me, if I could add, I feel like for me, what made it more challenging is we just bought this house. So I wasn't in any position to become a disaster, right? To have a nervous breakdown or whatever they used to call it back in the day before we had these, you know, conversations and understood Dark Knight of the Soul. You know, I had just taken on a huge financial commitment. So in my mind, it was like, this is the worst timing for this to happen because everything was coming up, right? Like I knew I was eventually going to need to leave my job. Like I could just see down the road, like you have those feelings. So that, I mean, not that that is all that different than anyone else's, but for me, it just felt like, how could this be happening right now? <laughs> no, and, and Angie, and thank you for sharing that because I think that's, that's just it, right? We can so easy, easily rationalize Oh, like it doesn't make sense for me to be freaking out about this, right? Like people buy houses all the time or, or people break up all the time or, right? We might do that. And I want to also say like, whatever you're feeling and experiencing, it's okay. It's there for a reason. I almost, I almost want to say like, if you hadn't bought the house, do you think you would have quite had the same experience that led to the transformational experience you ended up having? True. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know, just another way to start to, to think about those things. Um, for those who are with us today, you might be going, why, 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 why? And how is it all being truly, and I know this is the positive part of it, but how is it truly all being in service to where you are headed? Because where you are right now is temporary, even if it feels like there's no end in sight. So um, it's another reason why I wanted to do this today. So let's get into now some of those things that helped us move through our dark night of the soul experiences. Um, I want to start by saying, you know, as I was in the midst of mine, freaking out, you know, grasping for straws, um, just, I mean, every moment felt like an eternity. Um, it was hard to sleep, you know, I, I just it felt like there was no one to talk to. I mean, it was just, it was awful. And what really helped me, this is when I started to meditate, 
I started, uh, well, was journaling again, uh, was taking a look at, okay, I had some foresight. I kind of knew this was, I didn't really know this was coming, but I ha had the memory of, oh, I noticed a while back that this was kind of a codependent relationship. And that was actually a, a blessing. It was kind of a warning to now go, okay, we see what's going on here and how, how can we be more healthier? And so I can cultivate, you know, more of a stronger inner whole foundation within myself. I believe that we are all whole and yet it's a different experience coming to learn and experience yourself as a whole being so that you're not seeking other things to fill you up. So I feel like I'm kind of going in some circles. So things like meditation, trying new things such as hiking helped me big time, trying new holistic remedies. Um, I started using Bach flower essences, something I'd never even heard about at the time. And uh, they helped, I enjoyed those. Um, and it's really when my spirit, whole spiritual journey began. That's how I look at it. So those were just a few of my things that helped me. Um, Kara, how about you? What are some things that helped you move through yours? It's interesting. It's, it's a great question. On the one hand, I want to say nothing helped me because like you say, it was something that you have to experience and move through and it's painful and it takes time, but there's no shortcuts. So I think in those moments, just trying to be as gentle and as compassionate with yourself as you can possibly be. Um, I think one thing that helped me massively was I sought help in a local um, Reiki practitioner because a lot of the stuff that I was going through, it was ex existential, it was metaphysical, it was the spiritual stuff. And I felt like if I went to my friends and family um, with a lot of the stuff that I was going through, I was worried that they would think I'd literally lost my mind and that I'd gone crazy. And so I really appreciated having a safe space and someone who I could go to as a sounding board for someone really just to listen and hold my hand and say, do you know, it's okay. It's okay that, you know, and everything will be fine. And just having someone give me a bit of reassurance and having someone you know, who had the spiritual perspective um, and who could explain some of the things that were happening, you know, um, like my third eye opening up and, you know, the kind of the, the, the psychic abilities. And it was, it was um, a really great thing for me to be able to go to someone and say am I going crazy am I mad what is happening to me so I appreciated having someone that I could go to and that's why I feel called to be a spiritual handholder for other people because I know it was really something that helped me you know get through it but I think for a long time it wasn't something that I shared with other people I was very much in the closet with my spirituality and with my dark night of the soul and I just want to also say really quickly that, um, you know, we call it the dark night of the soul. But I mean, for me, it's been something that lasted for years. You know, it's not like it's one night. God, I wish it was. Oh, yes. 
if it yeah. was just one night. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> but this, you know, but this is something that can last a long time and it can it can come back again, can't it? You know, we never we never know when our next care of that plan is going Kira, to that- be. That is such a great point. I don't mean to cut you off, but I, I do want to, I want to make sure we touch on that. Um, for each of us, how, how long let's, so, so let's see, I would say for mine, um, yes, mine was also a, a very long time. I would say the, the thick of it, um, there was definitely a very heavy three month period. Um, and then there was a little bit of a shift. And so I'm able to look at it as a six month period. And then things started moving even more fluidly after the six month, but I was still growing and learning and healing through it even beyond the six months until at some point, you know, two plus years down the road. Now cults have already, having already cultivated certain new practices and, and way of being and beliefs and things like that could look back and go, oh, wow, isn't that amazing? You know, what the journey that I've been on and what that took me through. So yeah, I just want to, if you guys could sort of sum up, you know, how long do you feel like maybe were some of your darkest periods? For me, it was a three month and then a six month period. And then it sort of got a little softer as time went on. Um, Kara, I see you still on my screen here. So you mentioned a long time. Um, mm. If you were to just put a, put a number to it, because everyone's going to have a different number here yeah. and it can be so easy to judge yourself. Um, why am I still going through this? Um, I don't know. Any thoughts on what that time period was I don't think I don't recall if you said something specific I would say it was probably about three years three years of really push like really wading through the muck and and the dirt um and what really did help me shift eventually was using frequencies um I really feel like that sort of switched things around and came came at the right time for me but yeah three three really tough going years and then time after like you say where you're kind of on the come down of it Mm -hmm. you know but still in it so yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Angie how about you I know you mentioned yours was was quite a while as well yeah absolutely I would say three years that resonated with me when Kara said it I think that the the thick of it was probably like the buildup and then the middle year was maybe the hardest emotional like releasing was happening the most that year and then you know the sort of like upswing so the yeah I would say three awesome I'm I'm glad we acknowledge that part because I'm like again like for me mine was every second felt like an eternity it it just was really like really really you know I it's like just getting through one night was a challenge and then the next day and the next night everything was such a challenge um I was also going through my senior year of college. I was finishing up college in my late twenties and that's when all this was taking place. And I thought, you've got to be kidding me. I just need to get through and graduate. So just like Angie, you were talking about, I can't believe I just bought a house. My extra thing was school. And I thought, how do I write papers? How do I give presentations when I can barely hold it together and not burst into tears, you know, literally every moment. So, um, yeah, so so for anybody going through this right now, we um not trying to scare you, you know, you may have a different time frame. This isn't meant to scare you. This is simply meant to say more however more ease or acceptance and simply 
being present through your journey, loving yourself through it, finding that ease and growing and evolving through it. Um, I'd like, you know, that's going to support you in moving through that period of time. Um, and I think that the more ease we can find the, you know, potentially, you know, maybe it could be a, a lesser amount of time or whatever, maybe hard, less hard. So, um, Okay, so moving right along, we're nearing the end of our live recorded show. And so again, if you'd like to join us in Zoom for the Q&A afterwards, go ahead and click that Zoom link to join us inside because this is where the Q&A will take place, will not be recorded. You're, everyone is welcome to join us. So moving on to what did we learn or gain from our Dark Night of the Soul experience? Um, I'll simply, let's see, I'm looking at my notes here. Uh, I mean, I learned so much. Um, for me, one of the ways that I would describe it, and I said this earlier, is that through meditation and going inward, because it all just kind of requires you to go inward, um, I realized I didn't have a stable inner foundation to begin with. You know, you can't build upon things that are not stable. You can't, right? You can't, can't build a house on a rocky foundation. You can't build relationships on an unstable inner foundation, right? It's, it's not two halves coming together to make a whole. It's two whole people coming to make, coming together to make something awesome and even more amazing. And so for me, it really taught me, oh my goodness, how do I be good with myself first before I get into a relationship. So that would, you know, there were so many gifts, but I think that that's the one that really stood out is learning how to ground my energy, make sure that I'm listening to myself and it's been an evolution. It's been a progression. Again, it's not something that happens, you know, Oh, now I get it. Now it's always in place. No, it's like a continual working on it and learning and, and all of that. So with that said, uh, Angie, I see you on screen here. What would you say, you know, what did you learn or gain from your dark night of the soul experience? So, oh my goodness. I mean, I'm trying to condense it. Yeah, I know, <laughs> so, I know. So it could be a book, right? Like its yes. own book and like volume one, two, three. So really one of the biggest thing that's, that's been coming to me in the last few weeks, realizing what I gained from that experience is how to feel safe in every single emotion because I didn't feel safe before. So that's why I swept everything under the rug or I wasn't taught like how to move through emotions or even what they were. Right. So for me to be able to, I can, you know, go through like yesterday, I decided I journaled about it. It was like one of the best days of my life, nothing in particular special, like out of this world happened, but I just got done with the day and I was like, what an amazing summer day. And I even journaled about a part of the day where I drew, I had to take a detour and drive through an area that was by my in-laws old house. And they used to watch the kids when they were little in the summer, when we were at work. And I just started to cry these big fat tears because I just remembered how cute they were running around the yard and everything. And I just had this thought of like how safe I feel in all of my emotions, whether it's anger or sadness or anything. And I could have that experience of driving around there, feel perfectly safe, perfectly comfortable to cry those big fat tears. Right. And then go on and still have the most realizing that that was one of the most amazing summer days ever. So I don't know, for me, that's been such a big takeaway. To, and to cherish them, really, all of them as part of my human experience and part of what I wanted to experience being in the physical body was every single emotion and every flavor of what that 
you know, what that was. So I know that might sound kind of strange as a takeaway of something that I learned, but it's being, it's becoming more um, apparent to me that that's something that I brought out of that experience. Angie, no, I think that was excellent. I feel like you really hit the nail on the head with the feeling safe to feel any and all emotions. Cause I think that's part of what makes a dark night of the soul the dark part. It's the dark part of it because we don't feel safe. We don't feel safe to feel, you know, feel any sense of, of emptiness or a void or feel the grief or the frustration or the confusion. That is beautiful. What a, that's, that is a massive gift right there. I love, I love that you shared that with us. Um, thank you for that. Kara, how about you? What did you learn or gain from your dark night of the soul experience? I think the, the first thing that's coming to mind is perspective because it's, it's, it's brought me a higher level bird's eye view perspective of situations, challenges, moments that we all go through. Um, it's maybe slightly cliche, but I think with the dark night of the soul, you feel like everything's falling apart. But in reality, in that spiritual sense, on your spiritual journey, everything's actually falling into place. And so to be able to kind of um, take that perspective, there's a real comfort in being able to look at things from that higher level um, because then we don't get so wrapped up and attached, you know, and, and, and that's, when, that's when it can be more of a challenge to move through moments um, I think when we can we, when we can detach and just be the observer, we can move through life with far more ease and grace. Um, and and I also think that I um, I've also learned um, a lot about how think about how we view each other and ourselves in the world. Um, you know, we're here talking about the dark night of the soul and. Um, you know, there's many cultures across the world where a dark night of the soul is something that is, you know, is held in really high regard. Um, you know, they, they, they view it as the birthing of a shaman or a great healer or, you know, what we, we label it as depression. And, and you know, so it's, it's interesting to see how we, how we view things. So again, it's, it's those perceptions and perspectives that we have about ourselves, about each other. Um, and I think really ultimately my, my dark night of the soul gave me my spirituality and really um, reminded me that I'm a spiritual being having a human experience and that the core of me is 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 love and that the 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 love and the the um, the validation and the compassion that I was looking for in the external was all within me so it was a, a journey of great empowerment. And um, I think that it's opened my heart more because I have so much compassion for other people in the world who are going through the same sorts of things. Um, and they maybe don't have people around them to lean on and to guide them and to help them and assist them. Um, so I'm just, I'm just very grateful for the whole experience really. Kara, that, 
Oh, I just lost my train of thought that I loved everything you just said. Thank you for sharing that perspective on shifting from seeing it as depression to ooh, becoming, you know, it's, it's an opportunity to up level, up level in whatever way is going to be right for you. Kara, will you, I would love for both of you to share with everyone where they can connect with you outside of today's conversation. So Kara, you're still on my screen. Will you share with everyone how they can connect with you after this conversation? If they'd like to go ahead. Yes, uh, you can. You can um, find my um, my group, which I have on Facebook, which is called the Dolphin Messenger. Um, and that's where I share my channeled information. Um, and I also have my other group, which is Freedom with Frequencies, um, where we share um, frequencies with everyone. Um, and you can reach out to me on Facebook. Uh, um, and you can also email me at carabarry at gmail.com. Awesome. Angie, how about you? Where can people connect with you after today's show? So on Facebook, my regular profile is Angie Craft Melgoth hyphenated. I have a group, a community that if you want to join, I would love to have you. It's a life purpose community. So it's Life Purpose Pathfinders, plural. And my website is lifepurposepathfinder.com. Awesome, awesome. And anybody who would like to connect with me afterwards, you can also go to kimoneillcoaching.com or go visit Facebook. And it's the Every Day is a New Day show and coaching page on Facebook. We do the Every Day is a New Day show every Monday, and today it's Wednesday. We typically do it Thursday, um, but we continue to bring through people who share inspirational stories of moving forward and are often on a spiritual journey. And on Mondays, I do Inspirational Message Mondays, so you're welcome to join me for those. It's been awesome having you, Kara and Angie, both of you here with me today. Thank you so much for sharing. I, I truthfully have more questions, but I'm going to have to cut it off because we've told everyone we've got our Q&A that is, we're already a little um, behind on. So, um, so we're going to start our Q&A in just a few moments. One final reminder, if you're with us live on Facebook and you'd like to join us live in Zoom and ask any questions, Click the link to join us in Zoom. We'd love to have you. The Q&A will not be recorded. And um, we're simply here to serve and share and, and, um, and, and assist and serve in however we, whatever way we can. So type your questions in the chat. Um, thank you, everyone, for being here. Remember, wherever you are today does not have to be where you are tomorrow. Every day truly is a new day and choice. You have choice in every moment to be able to say, you know what? I don't want today to be like yesterday. And so what are you going to choose to do differently today? And maybe that's simply saying, you know what? I love what Angie said about allowing it to be safe to feel my emotions. What if I could see the truth in that? And what if I can experience that for myself, feel those emotions, allow them to be released and move through so that you now get to move freely forward into your new day experience. Have an amazing day, everybody. I'm going to close out the, the live on Facebook, but if you're here in Zoom, stay here. And um, thank you again, everybody, for being here. So let me go ahead and close.